At this point, ladies and gentlemen, there's only so many ways to say that this team doesn't have enough talent. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, this game against the Blues, the Sharks losing 3-1, to and uh, have some cool, interesting news about season opener for next season already on the horizons. We'll talk about all that and more on Teal Town USA After Dark. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and interact with us, check us out across all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the YouTube chat, of course, SoundCloud, Reddit, and all the shenanigans that go on in the Discord. Check out all of that and more at TealTownUSA.com. I am pleased to be joined by Miss Dana Meyerson. Dana, how are you doing this evening? Well, wait a minute. Something looks out of place there. Oh, wait, is this not Let's Go Blues Radio? Am I on the wrong show? Uh... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Might be. We got some call-ins coming in. <laughs> I have my reasons. Uh... <laughs> no, just kidding. She knows her loyalties. She's... Although, uh, she is repping the blues a little bit here. I know she's got some dual love there. So anyhow, Dana, this has kind of got one of those bitter sweets all written over it because it's got some playoff implications for the Blues and not really much going on for the Sharks. Although if you are a fan of the Tankathon, which I think you're coming around, <laughs> I think it's good no, for both. <laughs> I have lots of reasons. <laughs> Dana, how are you doing this evening? And quick thoughts on the uh, on the the game tonight. I mean, we'll we'll cover. We'll cover it in depth, but just quick glance and thoughts. Yeah. Um, at times, super boring. At times, super entertaining. Um, so I should just get right, like, get it over with. Um, I, I, I was rooting for the Blues just a little bit. I was rooting for the Sharks to be, like, good and presentable, you know. But um, I haven't been to a playoff game in a long time. Um, unfortunately, I live in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. Um, but I'm close to a team that's probably making the playoffs. So if the Blues have home ice, then they have more home games. So that's more chances for me to go to a game. So I'm, I'm playing the long game. <laughs> well, but, and then uh, you're also playing yeah. the long game with the Sharks too, right? Because you know, true. The, the more we tank, the better. The better that uh, that pick and that and that pain for Shane, as a, as they always say. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematically, I don't know how much further we can drop though. So it's like whatever i just um hey we had I to guess... keep up with detroit they lost tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did um yeah uh thought Bordy looked good yeah so let's get into that game um noah gregor opening up the scoring for the sharks two minutes uh and excuse me three minutes and five seconds in Balsers and Burns getting the assist there. I think you can give it a, a phantom assist there to uh, Thomas Bordolo with some good movement through the neutral zone, um, getting it back, you know, getting it back to Burns. Uh, Burns then doing the up pass uh, to Balsers. Balsers finding Gregor. Gregor just picking the, uh, the five hole. And uh, it was really good to see Gregor just be in pure sniper mode. And good to see that he gets rewarded. Maybe on one of those softies that... Um, that Bennington probably wants to have back, but with 
Gregor's luck this season. I think it kind of, you know, he needed one of those. Um, but you had brought up the, the kid line, and, and I thought that uh, the three of them played very, very well tonight. Um, I think they got victimized on one goal, um, and, you know, there's a little bit of some defensive uh, positioning that needs to be figured out there uh, but for the most part very creative I like the fact that Bob Bugner seems to be hands off in the offensive zone with Bordy and he's kind of free to make his that's plays. new yeah I mean I, I at least I'm not seeing a lot of structure in the offensive zone correct me if if you're seeing something yeah different. no they don't know what they're doing <laughs> yeah and um you know I think again the the defensive zone coverage has been all over the place uh, this year, especially with the forwards. And, um, you know, at this point, it, it's kind of hard to gauge where he's going to be as a defensive player. But I do really like the offensive instincts, uh, the creativity, and um, something that both uh, Ian Reed and I had mentioned was the willingness to back check and the willingness to get into the slot uh, in a defensive uh, type of role. He's not afraid to, to take a shot block there. Um, he's also got his stick mostly on the ice at all times. And one of the things that Brett Hedekin brought up tonight, and uh, I know that we love, um, you know, commenting on the broadcast and stuff, but I thought he made a great point tonight that uh, Bortolo seems to have his stick on the ice at most times, meaning it's not parallel to the ice. He's not kind of holding it up in play. He's got it at least four to five inches hovering off the ice at all times. And that's just great. It's it's one of those old school Detroit methods that um that you that we used to see Nick Lichstrom always have. It was make sure that your stick is in the lanes at all times. And 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 I think that that's just one of those good defensive uh responsibilities that he picked up. And and Dana, what what are you seeing from Bordolo that that makes you inspired going into next season? Um, definitely a lot of drive. I think the fact that he hasn't been with the team this whole year, um, and you know, our morale has kind of gone slowly downhill. Um, <laughs> and, and you can just see like a little bit of like, you know, just lack of drive from some of the older guys. We've gone on at length about <laughs> this issue, but when, uh, someone comes in and he's just joining the NHL and, um, you know, for, for him, he, he doesn't have that baggage of having been with this team the whole year. So, I mean, I think that's part of it, but, um, but as far as, uh, his, uh, technique, as far as, um, you know, keeping his stick always ready. I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> um, he's always, he's always he, prepared with his stick. He is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I think, uh, is, is a part of that kind of like drive where it's like probably for a lot of the other players it's just like can we just finish this season um but it's one thing that we do continually see out of the collegiate players though i think mm -hmm, yeah that you know for all of the ice reps that they don't get because you know of course they have very few games and it's much more upon um physical training it's much more upon uh the intellectual side of the game and, and studying it from that perspective um you can see that they come a little bit more prepared on the defensive zone and you don't necessarily have to worry about a college player in his own zone i find that more often than not in the in the case in which you know the sharks draftees of, of collegiate uh, 
collegiate play have always been very sound defensively. So, uh, again, I think USA Hockey does it right in that perspective. Mm -hmm. Pavs right at the top of the... um... Pavs, Brawny. um, You know, I I think back of uh, some of the other um, great collegiate players that the Sharks have had. And, I mean, and Nieto, collegiate player, you know, again, defensive specialist. Um, Gambrell, you know, for the short stint that we did have him, you know, we, we always maligned that the offense wasn't there, but his defensive play was always steady. Um, so, again, it's it's good to see that the, the Sharks continuing with that defensive pedigree uh, from the collegiate players. But, uh, you know, we talk about all the good vibes here in, in the first beginning part of that first period, but, you know, no later than – two minutes and 18 seconds later Dakota Johnson with his third on the season uh and uh, Dakota Joshua Joshua excuse me I thought it was Johnson Dakota there's someone named Dakota Johnson is that the girl who was in 50 shades of gray I think oh, it was yeah <laughs> okay I guess that's a little bit of messaging on my mind um anyhow um yeah, no, Dakota Joshua with his third uh Brown and well uh Walker with the assists there uh, and you know, the, the broadcast kind of, you know, sent this home, um, you know, on the broadcast numerous amounts of times, the depth that the Blues have. And the fact that this team has eight 20 goal scorers, not to mention little depth pieces here and there. This was this was a fourth line goal and their fourth line got them into the game tonight. And, yeah. and really pulled them in. And that's what's scary about the St. Louis team is that any one of those lines is is apt to play in your zone and play that smash mouth style that Craig Berube just is such a preacher of. And I, I think between them and Colorado and both of those teams being in the West, those are the two best systems teams coaches um, in, in the league in my opinion and in Tampa is right there as well because um you know I do love Coop and Coop's troops and the way he puts it together in Tampa and you could also say the Panthers too but I think that you just look you look at St. Louis and it's structured hockey nobody breaks from that structure it doesn't matter whether you're Vladimir Tarasenko or you're Dakota Joshua they just play a structured game and it just grinds you down I mean Dana you're you're a uh not so much a closet blues fan, but uh, you know you've got that split allegiance there. What makes St. Louis so dominant in the uh, in the offensive zone? Yeah, I think obviously they have their star players like Tarasenko, O'Reilly, um, etc. But that's not the focus. It's not you know the the this guy show or that guy show. Like every uh, line has you know is its own well oiled machine, and I think that's why. Um, even that fourth line. I'm gonna be honest. I had never heard of Dakota Joshua in my life until tonight, and I'm like, wow, he looks really good, and he probably is really good. Um, but, <laughs> but um, you know, when you can plug somebody into that um, system, I think they're they're gonna succeed. Um, not to re- mention like they, the upper upper echelon talent, right? I mean, because yes. not only do you have the breadth and depth, but it's they're they have legitimate superstar players. Yeah, I didn't mean to diminish, you know, that, but it's like as opposed to some other teams where, I don't know, like the you know, Oilers, where or, it's like, what is a McKinnon system? Show. Yeah, the yeah. Name, exactly, where it's highlighted upon one fixture showpiece, whereas the Blues, it's not like that at all. Yeah, no, they're all um, 
pretty defensively minded. Um, also, that's something they're good at. Um, and it's just I'm like blown away watching their power play where it's like I it looked like they literally had like just like they literally had already planned. They galaxy brained the whole like two minute power play. They knew where everybody was going to be. They knew what everybody was going to do, even when they, you know, even when someone did something unexpected, like it just seemed like, I don't know, they were, I, it was impressive. And I um, hope it does well in the playoffs because if they get far enough, then there'll be games during my birthday. I'm sorry. I should, I need to stop <laughs> talking positive. Hey, no, that's okay. That's okay. We got to pull out the positives from, from this season. And, you know, if it were reverse, you know, and the sharks were doing well and the blues were not, you know, it, we, we'd be the other way as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's human nature. You kind of latch on to the more successful team at the moment. And, you know, the sharks are right now, not in the, uh, not in the best shape to compete. And, you know, hopefully that will get better. Uh, going through, I think that there's a lot of bright spots and, and uh, some optimism for sure. Yeah. But again, I think it's it's you're looking at one team in the St. Louis Blues that's kind of got that right blend of veteran and young and um, kind of prime players right now. They kind of have that good critical mass. And and I look at them and I look at that Minnesota matchup and, and I just go, I don't see how Minnesota can stack up on the forward side. Defensively, I think you can make the argument that they're closer um and and i would give the goaltending slight edge to minnesota but that forward depth is just so scary because we, we talk about it again you know in that second period robert thomas now you know looking to take the mantle of number one center over from uh uh ryan o'reilly who you know again two-way stalwart for years and years and years but now you've got Robert Thomas, uh, 31 seconds into that second period on the power play, no less, from Tarasenko and Buchnevich, his 20th on the season. And again, pick your poison. <laughs> you know, Tarasenko, Thomas, Buchnevich, um, you got Perron, you've got, um, not to mention Brandon Saad, who can't sniff a power play, you know, can't sniff on the power play. It's just the it's embarrassment of riches. And um, yeah. I it really do feel have that critical mass feeling around this blues team um but we'll see because they got to play the games right um the right. sharks would do well in so far as uh the the special teams keeping the uh, the blues only to that one power play goal uh, on five attempts oh and uh <laughs> i did want to talk about a little bit about the the officiating tonight and to me if they're calling the type of holds that they're calling, prepare for the playoffs to be all power plays because yeah. um, when that gets ratcheted up to the next level and you've got you've got the hooking and you got the clawing and you got the you know the the possession where it's just you know you spend the monster five minutes and somebody's end just grinding them down, you know there's going to be that heavy hockey and there's going to be more of this. And tonight was ticky tacky after ticky tacky. Dina. Yeah. What'd you see from it? It was, it just me or did no. you see something too? <laughs> no, I think like with the Timo, um, hold, right. Holding, they got him for holding, but it was just like, not a big thing. Like something that like guys do all the time and like, don't even get in trouble for. Um, I don't know if it's, 
just like a Timo thing because he has been taking like a suspicious number of penalties lately. I think a lot of that just comes from like frustration. But in this case, I don't know. I think. But, you know, with regards to what you said about the playoffs, like, we can dream on. We know they're not going to call shit in the playoffs. They never do. And that's why I keep saying the Oilers aren't going to do shit in the first round. Okay. You know, it's it's the one trick, you know, well, the two trick pony in in McDavid Mm -hmm. and uh, in. um, Oh, my God. Why am I? Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. No, McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, it's the one two trick pony there. But. Again, we talk about depth and we talk about the Stanley Cup winners in this recent, most recent era. And what do they all have in common? Depth, 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 and depth. grit. Yeah. It's Chicago, depth. Los Angeles, depth. Tampa Bay, depth. Crazy Penguins, depth. depth. <laughs> you know, even, even the teams playing in the finals had to be deep teams we talk about the predators and how deep those defensive uh you know those defensive teams were we talk about the sharks and how you know they had just incredible goal scoring and incredible forward talent to to kind of match up on the depth and when they went um so again i look at a team like minnesota and i go i'm concerned um there's kind of a lack of depth there um i i look at a colorado team and i go that's the team that I circle in the Western Conference that's gonna that's gonna give us headaches, and I think that that'll be in that semi you know that semi conference round will be basically your your Western Conference Finals right there because it's it's going to be uh, a, a bloodbath with the, with the amount of depth between the two teams. I mean, someone always gets bounced in the first round where it's like embarrassing and they had all these expectations. I cannot wait to see who it is this year. That is my favorite, like first round of the playoffs, especially when you have no skin in the game. Like, I'm just here to watch people embarrass themselves. (laughs) And then in the cup final, it's like, you know, yay, real hockey. But um, (laughs) to that point, like, especially when your team sucks, it's like you had to suffer all year. So you get to watch other people suffer, but it's more painful because it's more like, acute you know because like you got your hopes up yeah yeah exactly exactly right so ending up on this game tonight uh you've got Pavel Buznevich with the empty netter uh Chen gets one of those uh you know one of one of those add-in assists but uh you know basically just skates it into the empty net uh the Sharks again look puzzled and confused with the extra skater it has not worked once this season i i don't think i think it worked once once i don't know but i feel, I feel like it oh maybe that was no i, feel like I that think was that was season. empty net there was a, somebody got uh that goal where it was like bear ban off with like a second left that was um that but it was empty net so it was like there were six skaters that's what i was thinking of yeah <laughs> yeah um there you go and and again it's just eh. You just look across the aisle at the depth that the Blues have and the, the Sharks and, and what, you know, the measuring stick, so to speak, and, and what they have and what we what we don't have. And, um, yeah, I, I think the, it's in a kind of an indictment on the pipeline. Now, we've got some interesting guys coming in, and, and I think that guys like Gregor finding the net late here might give him some confidence going into next season. Balsers as well 
getting in on the scoring streak. I think he's got a scoring streak of three games now. Uh, you, you've also got the kid in, in Tommy Bordalo who is racking up assists. He didn't get one tonight, but again, you, you could give him a shadow assist for, for his play on the goal tonight. And you look at that and you circle that and you go, man, that'd be an awesome starting third line, you know, next, uh, next season. And, uh, we go into kind of, kind of the, the optimism part of, of tonight's cast and, uh, the Sharks will open up the season to everybody's surprise in uh, the Czech Republic, in Prague. And it's going to be awesome for Tomasz Hurdle and Radim Shimik to represent home and to go back home and play in front of all of their fans. I'm sure the entire Hurdle family will be there, you know, for every, every aunt, uncle and whoever, you know, he can get tickets. But um, it's, it's going to be fascinating, Dana. And I have just got this awesome graphic to show this is uh from puck guy himself this is kind of what we're going to be rolling out for the global series 2022 it's going to be uh early thursday morning we got the news that again the sharks are going to be going global the last time that we did it was in sweden and that was oh my goodness i believe that was in 2010 10 yeah yes 2010 and uh, they'll be in uh, Eisenberg, Germany on October 4th as part of the 2022 Global Series Challenge. Uh, Eisenbaren, Berlin uh, from the Deutsche uh, Ice Hockey Liga, uh, the top German hockey league, and uh, where they've won eight Dell championships, most from any, uh, uh, most in that league from any team. Uh, then they'll be heading over to Prague, uh, where they'll begin the 32nd season in the NHL playing a pair of games against the Nashville Predators October 7th and 8th. This will be their third time Team Teal will play overseas to open the season. They played Calgary in 98-99 in Tokyo. Uh, they also played against the Columbus Blue Jackets, as we said, they're again, opening their 20th season in Stockholm, Sweden in 2010. So this will be the uh, third time's the charm. And uh, it's going to be quite awesome. Dana, I think we've got some comments from Hurdle, and then uh, we'll get our comments on it, too. Yeah, I know. I was already, I was already thinking like uh, I want to see first schedule, but you know we got one of the best beer in the world, so it's, <laughs> for me it's an easy choice to just take it to the pub. So, so we'll see. We we'll see what is the schedule, you know, because still it's not preseason; it's a regular game, so we have to be ready for that. But uh, I saw. I think we get one game in Berlin, and after we get to the Prague, so people for sure do least one one you know some nice team dinner and. And after that, I have to figure out, you know, what kind of guys want to do too. When you said you played in that arena, what's the atmosphere like compared to an NHL game? I hear it's just kind of crazy. It, yeah, Europe is a little different because you got always in the team, you know, there is like the, you know, fun club where it's like several ML people. They have like, uh, they're just cheering for the game. Some of them don't even watching the game. They just like, uh, you know, soccer is even bigger, but we have it in hockey. So we got like fans, they, they're watching the other fans and they just keep like singing, you know, if it's power play, they keep singing for power play, if it's PK, they sing it for PK, it's like if you score, they yell like your name, it's like really different, you know, like in Europe and and I hope, hopefully it'll be like that even 
even that you know for these games because I think for guys they never play in Europe it's great experience and and I used to love it play in Europe because you know you score a goal and like your arena will yell your name and I think that was pretty cool experience especially when you're starting pro hockey hearing your name after your goal so fans are a little bit different and I think uh, they like to cheer for for the sports and like they always it's a little different when you have home team because the home team has like own songs and they sing it all the time and uh, you know here it's more like when it's like making noise so people making noise but not really like there is actually like singing for the like singing you know so it's a little different and really cool And that was uh, Tomas Hurdle speaking on opening in the Czech Republic for the first time in his career. Uh, <laughs> just got a drop in from Puck Guy uh, over over text message saying uh, you're beaming like a proud papa. And and you know what? For me, this one's a special one. Um, Hurdle was one of the guys that I tracked coming out of uh, out of the European leagues. You know that fresh faced kid that we saw in that 2012 draft. Um, a guy's career that I've really focused on intently, and it's good to see that he'll be uh, in front of his friends and family dana i'd love to hear your thoughts on what you're thinking and you seem just as proud as me Ah, i didn't hear them i didn't hear anything he said no oh well we did get it through on the chat so yeah just your overall thoughts yeah (laughs) well hey i was just watching his beautiful beaming sunshiny face and that hey that said it all you know what i mean Um, I know since it's like, you know, he got married in the States, he's raising his kid in the States, but, um, his wife, you know, they met when they were teens, um, in Czech Republic, Czechia, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Okay. I've heard Czechia also now. We'll just say Czech Republic. Um, but yeah, it's, I know that's going to be so special for him. And, um, I think Nashville's a good choice. Um, isn't, isn't Roman Yossi Czech? Ooh, I am going to have. Am I making that up? see I, uh, let's see here he is no nope, he is switz he, oh okay i don't know hails, like, whatever ignore he, me he hails from the alps like his compatriot timo meyer <laughs> uh, all right well i don't know okay there's probably somebody checking nashville but um <laughs> but that's so exciting yeah no my sister lives in spain right now and she she goes to a different european country like every week like it's so easy to just travel she's been to france greece she, I, don't, I don't even know where she's gonna be next so i'm hoping maybe i can go visit her um <laughs> it, it would be a lot of effort because i only get so many vacation days but um i'm with you like tomas hurdle is the only jersey i own um because for me if i'm gonna have a jersey like I want to be connected to like that person, you know, and be like, I'm proud to have to like wear their name. Um, I remember going to a game in uh, 2013, pretty soon after his uh, big four goal game. Um, And like, I was like, kind of in a rough spot in my life. And so my dad telling me all about this, like, you know, the Sharks new rookie and, um, you know, oh, and by the way, his name is pronounced Tomas, not Tomas. So you know, <laughs> God, nobody knows how to pronounce it outside of the Sharks community, which is frustrating. When he was drafted, Thomas Hurdle. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I can just remember he was hearing smiling anyway. Burke you Jr. Know. Yeah, uh, or, or no, Burke. Yeah, I just. I, I love him because so many, you know, um, like hockey compared to like basketball, it, you know, they're 
they're taught to water down their personalities a lot of the time. Um, they're taught to just keep their head down, just say the same thing to the media, always pucks in deep, you know, forecheck, blah, blah, blah. But like Hurdle just has this effervescent personality and, you know, he's a little snake bitten right now. But when he's going on the ice, like he's going, um, which is why when he resigned, I was just so selfishly happy, like. <laughs> I mean, I knew that, you know, the truth is like, do we need another eight year contract? But also this person is just so special to the organization. And and hey, Shim Shimmick too. You know what I mean? He's been around a while. Um, no shade to him. I'm sure it's uh, I, I'm not sure the nationality of um, his wife, but I know they just had a baby recently. Yeah. Um, so that baby is at least half Czech. Um, so it's going to be great for both of them to be able to share that moment with their kids yeah yeah for sure um and and you know what i would not be surprised to see if we see a teal takeover in the czech republic uh for those opening two games um i i feel like the the czech people are just looking for something to cheer for and uh, when the hometown kid comes home uh I, I feel like that's just going to, you know, put it over the top there. So I will be watching intently. I want to hear, um, you know, just like in the Dell, just like in the in the SHL um, in, in Liga, the Europeans just know how to bring it when they when they do the chance and, and they just know how to bring it uh, on the uh, ex uh, fan experience. That's for sure. So that that translates well um, over TV. And, and I'm just going to be really happy and excited to see it. Uh, Dana, well, we've we've reached uh, the end of uh, tonight's proceedings. I know that we did want to do a little bit of the landscape on the NHL uh, in total. Sure, uh, I, I have post-its. Whenever. Oh, okay then. Ready. Then let's rock and roll <laughs> with post-its. We need. To, I think we need to have like a Dana's <laughs> a Dana's post-it note uh, corner dedicated. Well, so, uh, this I'll... is it. You're in it. Welcome. All right, puck guy. You've uh, you've got homework to do with uh, the graphics. Um, yeah, I said, uh, <laughs> Gregor Gold, it's like Hallie's comment, you know, always comes around. Um, but you gotta wait a long time between them. Um, <laughs> um, I, I said, I love seeing teams fuck with Jordan Bennington's head. Am I allowed to swear on here? You just did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's very, he's easy to spook. Um, and, uh, the fact that the, well, I wouldn't say first goal, only goal at that point in the game, it was the first goal, um, you know, went five hole that that kind of like screws with goalies heads. So that was a good omen. Didn't pan out, but I'll take it. Um, Side note, it's going to be really interesting to see what the blues do goaltender wise in the playoffs. If it's going to be like, um, was it like Grubauer and Holtby in the 2018 playoffs where oh, it was like Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I won't on that. Got more post-its. Yeah. Balsers five and last five Rudy supremacy. Um, just, uh, don't blame Reimer on the goal. Uh, who the F is Dakota, Dakota Joshua. Oh, apparently you were going to do it too. Were you? State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel, I, I wonder if he has to deal with that in his day. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I said my eyes are drawn to Bordy just when he plays. Like, again, like he um, he he has a little bit of swagger, you know. So I'm just excited. I'm excited to have that energy on the team. And again, like we want them to get a good draft pick at this point. Like, I, I just I just want to see some good individual performances from time to time. And um, so, yeah. 
happy to see him. Um, Reimer uh, held down the fort in the last couple seconds of the first. Just another example of like, just all the reasons we don't deserve him. Like, if if I were the Sharks goalie with, like, a second left and I'm just being, like, you know, pucks flying, like, I don't, I don't know how he does it. He's the patience of a saint. I, I um, mean, when you post a 926 in a, in a losing um... – you know, in a losing effort, you can't you can't blame the goaltending. <laughs> no, you cannot. Um, <laughs> I said uh, not Gregor saying he fanned on it, but it worked out. So it's just <laughs> it's so amusing to me. How, usually, I don't even like watch the um, intermission, but um, you know, I had stuff to do, so I had it on the background. But yeah, they interviewed Gregor, and it was interesting. It's like, oh, maybe he should fan more. Yeah, yeah it's like moral story. Maybe you don't need to try when you shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try when you shoot. Psychology's <laughs> weird. Um, on the Thomas goal, I felt like I saw Burns kind of like venturing out. Like he, I mean, he that that's that's not news. Um, but it was just like wow. Like Thomas was literally right there, and like nobody even. So you know, but the again credit to the Blues that they have you know that um, I guess awareness of what everybody's gonna do. Where you know where is everybody who's the who's the best person to pass to? So you know credit to them. Um, I love that um, when Ferraro did the starfish, it worked. Uh, that that uh, <laughs> with the skate that I love it. I love it. Um, you know Fer- Ferraro hasn't been my favoritist shark as of late he's had some struggles but um that was nice to see i was joking with um mark on uh twitter that uh, the starfish is contagious <laughs> so um th- that's the new epidemic guys it really uh, is he's got yeah. the starfish <laughs> yeah i said good block by megna megna had some he was quiet he, you know he yeah. was quiet so i think well, that like, that's the you, best his style i feel like you want to you know, you you see those blocks, but it's like, um, you know, he's the kind of player where if you don't notice him, that's a good. That's thing. better. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Did you have yeah. anything on Merks tonight? I thought Merks. Was... Oh yeah, I said Merks. Oops. Um, <laughs> didn't lead to a goal, luckily, but I just knew Brett Hedekin was like, oh yeah, now I've got ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, now I can period, n- I, now I can press the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no third period I didn't have a ton. I just said like very back and forth. So that's kind of when it got more entertaining. I feel like the second period was a little bit of a drag. Um but I mean I wanted the blues to win. I, I was hoping it would be an OT, you know, because then it's like they still get two points. But um Yeah. But I mean I yeah, I enjoyed it. Not the sharks didn't like completely embarrass themselves, you know. So that's all I can ask. They were in the game. Yeah, and and I think that that's the one of the best things that you can take away from you know this this last little bit, even during the ten game losing streak. I mean, it 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 didn't feel like that at times because they were one goal games, or you know, it was just every time the sharks just needed that extra little bit of skill, it just wasn't there, and and it. It, it shows, you know, it definitely shows that there's missing pieces to this lineup. Um, but the fact that their structure is able to carry them close enough to most teams that they play, I think could be a good sign. Um, whether or not 
the offensive side, you know, the, the offensive minuses or drawbacks that they have because of the defensive side they play, whether that balances out in the end as a net positive, I'm unsure of. I, I think that they, they shell too much, and I think that at times um, it can be detrimental to their game. Uh, so at this point, I do like the fact that they've got that defensive structure. I do like the fact that they're, you know, giving it with heart and they're they're staying, you know, within the game and, and they're keeping it close. Most um, of them. Yeah, and 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 I think most of the few guys. But... Yeah, there's a few exceptions, and and I think for the most part, you know, one of the guys that's uninjured, you know, I think you showed it uh, night in and night out at where he was, you know, in the campaign. Um, I don't think we need to really say any more than that. Um, but I think that you can say safely that the the lineup that they iced tonight were full of guys looking forward to the future and, and guys looking forward to um, trying to play together next year with each other. Um, yeah. and, and I think at this point where they're at in the season, what they're staring down, I think that that's the best that you can hope for. And, um, you know, going forward, you just hope that that, that that little thread of structure that they have now and they implement now in these last few games will carry over in the next season. Yeah. I mean, and gosh, like nothing would be worse than last season. Like this season has been so much better. Just the like vibe, like even if they might technically finish higher or lower or whatever, it's like, you know, last year, like we didn't have a goalie period. You know, we didn't have, like we were like, who is even, Coming, who are we going to draft? Like, I know a lot of people wanted to draft Eklund. We were shocked he fell to seventh, um, but God bless. Um, that was kind of the start of something, you know, and I guess, you know, the Jones buyout wasn't fun, but it was a sign of like, okay, they're at least willing to admit that the goaltending is not working. Um, so, you know, like g- goaltending hasn't been a woe hardly all season. That's nice. Um, you know, seeing... Bordalo and um Co and um oh my god Robbins I always forget about him um I haven't I don't know what Weisblatt is up to but again like we have lots of guys I think certainly um you know lots of them are gonna make the lineup uh next season and that's always fun because you know with youth movements like you look at Anaheim you look at um uh Detroit you know these teams where it's like they're not there yet but um, you know, they or like New Jersey, I guess, would be another example where they have young players who like engage the fans. The fans love them. The fans come to the games for them, even if they know their team isn't a cup winner right now. Um, I I think but Dana, that's super I don't underrated. Think we have to, I don't think we have to even look all that far. We just have to look to our friends down south and you know in the black jerseys to see what they're doing oh, well, and there how you go. yeah and how fast they turned it around with the contracts yeah. that they have on the books. So right. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's insurmountable, but I also don't think that the pieces are in place to uh, take the next step yet. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think like. Um, that that's what I mean. You know, even if the um, presence of the rookies doesn't necessarily like, you know, mean your team is suddenly a world beater, just having those exciting players puts butts in the seats. Um, and I'm sure it's fun for the vets engaged. too, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Cause again, the ducks, they're not, 
they're not making the playoffs, but Trevor Zeger, Sonny Milano, they are sensations, you know? Um, and I just, I want that so much for, I mean, I want our team to be good too, but you know, if, if there's going to be that rough patch, um, you know, I'd love to see Eklund or Bordy, um, you know, or one of any of the other guys be, uh, the new rookie sensation that, you know, is, is, um, you know, pissing off, uh, the old, yeah, the, old, the 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 trifecta of rivals, right? With yeah, the, with the Ducks and the Kings, and in a course. Oh no, the I meant like Tortorella. Like, oh, off oh, you're talking the curmudgeons, the old schools. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Oates. Uh, you got it. Yeah, and and uh, John Tortorella, and um, I think Brian Burke even was a little curmudgeon-y and old school as well. So for sure, and and of course, again, we've got the draft lottery coming up. That's May tenth, so that'll also be pretty interesting too. We'll see where the Sharks end up, but they do keep pace with Detroit in losing, so that was good tonight. Uh, quickly, let's uh, let's get this wrapping up. In case you miss it and you want to catch us across all of the different podcasting platforms, check us out on the Apple Podcast platform, the Google Play Store, the YouTube Rewind. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio as well. We're all there. And also on the flagship, TealTownUSA.com. So check that out and check us across all of the platforms. We'd love to get your subscribes, your comments, and of course, we are keeping an eye out for your comments post our show. That way, uh, going into the next show, we can take your comments and try to get it on the show. Uh, thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Uh, Dana, let me get your last thoughts and uh, where the people can find you. Yeah. Um, last thoughts are catch me out of Blues playoff game. Um, but also, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm cool with this team. <laughs> I, yeah, on some weird level, I know I'm in the minority. But I don't know. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting uh, for both sets. Been of teams. worse. Yeah. There, I'll put it that way. It's been worse. <laughs> it's been worse. Uh, definitely different trajectories for the Blues and Sharks. But uh, I think the Sharks. Uh, hopefully, I think the darkest is out of the way. And yeah. uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric E R I K, and my last name L A N D I across all the social media garbage platforms. And uh, let's see if I can get this right. Keep it real. Keep it teal. And keep it real teal. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you after next game.